You are about to opt in to Monerotopia, a show for the Monero community where all are welcome to join. From noob to maxi, no matter what bags you hold. Just sit back and relax to the sweet sounds of Monero's latest progress. Or if you're feeling inspired, join us on stage. Remember, the only thing that can stop Monero is a false belief that it can be stopped. And if you want to win the revolution faster, we recommend you remove your XMR from all custodial exchanges immediately. Warning, boating accidents are common around here. Don't forget Don't to forget properly to secure your private keys. keys. Monerotopia starts, starts now. now. All right. Good morning. Good morning, my friends. Happy Saturday. Cheerios, guys. Happy Saturday morning. <sighs> Anything July is possible except streaming this simultaneously. Yeah, we can't. We just cannot figure that out. We were trying to figure, figure it out, out right before because, you know, that's the way we, a.k.a. Douglas, works. You know, the Bitcoiners can do it. The Monero people should be able to do it. There you go. Have no we're, we'll figure it out. It's just, you know, lots of things going on. And then we tend to do it. Not we again. I even ran out to Micro Center this, this morning, morning, which is like running away. He's like, happily, uh, I had no idea. Yeah, it's right around the corner. So yeah, it's right. Yeah. Around. It's very convenient. So it's not like you went far. So calm yeah. down. I almost but. got us a bagel. Wow. Yeah. That's surprising. I was going to get a guy that know, never eats two eggs, bacon, cheese. Ooh, that sounded yummy. I didn't want to slow us down, though. That would have totally derailed us. Well, it's not like we had time to eat it anyways. We were trying to figure out the stupid spaces. <laughs> it should be pretty easy. Why does everything always have to be last minute? Because that's the way you roll. We try. I tried yesterday. Remember? I know. We tried. I tried yeah. it with someone. And then we, we spent like a decent amount of yeah. time trying to figure it out. And then this morning, he like woke up. He's like, spaces. <laughs> and yeah, that was it. <laughs> well, so let's, let's move along. Yeah. We have... Uh, We've been up to a lot. Yeah, we've been up to a lot. It's been Again, a blur, though. It's been non. Yeah, well, we were away to Freedom at Freedom Fest last week, but we released three awesome episodes with uh, the Giacomo and oh, Seth. Right, yeah, right before Doug, we right left, before we, did that. we like threw them out in three parts. So if you haven't seen them yet, go do because they're really, really good. Getting a lot of positive feedback. Yeah, people are loving that. Yeah, so I made it. Uh, I made a little playlist of the three, just in case you don't feel like you know you feel like being lazy and you know. We now, ran into people at Freedom Fest. They were like, oh, we just saw yeah, the Giacomo yeah, yeah. video. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, walking, actually, the day of. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. So check that in those three interviews out. And then we also released one with Margo, the physicist. Yeah, that one was a bit more controversial. Yeah, so that was released. People didn't like her week. take on uh, ASIC mining. Either did I. Right. It, was, it was an interesting conversation. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for the Freedom Fest ones. We're working on those. We don't want to like overwhelm Freedom people. Fest was awesome. It was awesome and a half. Thank Which you again say- to Monero.com wallet for sponsoring oh, yeah. our trip because that was awesome. It really was really a, a great trip. Our whole, you know, what, what we're doing, guys, we're trying to go to events that aren't just, you know, crypto conferences, but things that are more broad in nature and then introducing Monero to this crowd. So the liberty loving crowd is just the, the perfect earlier adopter crowd for Monero. I mean, so many people we spoke to at Freedom Fest was, were, you know, they, they got it. They understood it. Not necessarily. They thought like, you know, Monero was the one that was going to fulfill the use case of digital cash. But so many people just understood the the need for it. A lot of gold bugs. Though. A lot of gold bugs. Yeah. We should. Let's bring yeah, on so, our first so, guest. Let's well, bring yeah, on our first that, guest. That was our, our little we'll uh, chit chat. But yeah, we'll. Well, reminisce with this individual should be fun, but 
before that, let's put on our guest segment. The Monerotopia guest segment is sponsored by Cake Wallet. Store, send, receive, and exchange your Monero and Bitcoin safely on iOS and Android too. Cake Wallet is open source, and you always control your own keys. Adam, hey, Adam. how's it going? <laughs> Wait, you're muted. Hold you're on. Muted. <laughs> okay, now I muted you. Do Hello. Whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Top of the morning to ye. <laughs> did Did you catch the intro? I caught. Of course, I caught the intro. Why would I miss your intro? Then, no, it's so. No, funny did you catch the special guest intro? Because you stood up. I don't know if you caught it. Oh, you saw me stand up because I was running up to another room to grab some sample ballots. Because we might. So you're, you're last minute, like we are. You're. you're oh last yeah, last, last ten seconds. You didn't see your little intro. We usually have an intro, but it was so funny. I was yeah. like, "Well, let's get him on." You were right there. Then all of a sudden, when I press play, <laughs> play, play, like, play ah! it again. Play it again. <laughs> So oh, I'm gonna get two the full, guys, oh, the full experience. Pull the rug out from under oh, That's what you missed we're, out we're on. We're proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you missed out on. Uh, yeah. did, but you're welcome for replaying it. What's going on, man? So we're uh, we're Freedom Fest brothers. We we became friends over the course of. I don't know what twenty four hours. It was twenty four hours. We, we, were, we became fast friends. We, we were in the trenches of Freedom Fest, working together side by side. Thank, thanks right. for having us over there, by the way. Thanks for bringing the coffee. Oh, you're I'm welcome. Glad you enjoyed it. Did you really yeah. enjoy it? I mean, it took a little while, but once. once oh yeah, it, once setting up. <laughs> yeah, that, that, it was we, a slow a, process. Slow yeah, slow, like trying slow. to talk to people. Then. Well, we up. normally do the espressos at the conferences, which that makes a lot more sense. Ooh, I'm looking around machines, which doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> but when I sell coffee here in New York on the street, I usually use the pour over. It's just easier to do. So we yeah. try to, but you can't pump out coffees. Right, right. There's so a bottle. Like people have to stand around and talk and like listen. Yeah. But it's actually, yeah. Field. Unless I had like a, a terrible strategy. Like two really kettles and then like four pour overs. <laughs> Right, right. No, that's cool because then people just slow down and take. Maybe yeah. give them like a little paper that says you're number one, you're number two, you know. Oh well, yeah. Or <laughs> yeah, but that would be gratuitous if I did something like that. That would be. Ooh, you, that's what, <laughs> you remember one of my favorite words. What is this inside <laughs> no, joke? No. When <laughs> I told him the name of the company, gratuitous. Oh yes, I remember. Yeah, he started. Gratuitous. He yeah. So what was your take, man? What was your take on Freedom Fest? Well, I guess first off, you want to introduce yourself a little bit. Just so for the people. Sure. Who know. We no, know who you are, but people do not. So I'm no longer a nobody. Yeah, you're exactly. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'm Adam Friedman. I'm the, let's see, a founder of a couple of projects. The one at Freedom Fest I was representing is Rank the Vote. It's a national organization um, to build strong grassroots movements to advance ranked choice voting around the country as a, a next step for voting, a next kind of step in the evolution of of voting in American quote unquote democracy. And, and then um, also founder of Severa, which is a civic technology company. And we're a direct vendor to governments, starting with state governments. Um, we actually create uh, publishing platforms to make election results a lot more uh, transparent to the public called election stats is the name of that product. And then we're working on a couple other products like campaign finance, public dashboards. We have one in Idaho called Sunshine. And then a court records project to make sure people, you know, have oversight over the court systems uh, in every state. So, how, how did you, you know, go end up going down this direction in life? What was the uh, the impetus? There's a bunch of reasons. I mean, if you want to get real personal, which you didn't say you wanted to, but here we go. <laughs> <laughs> the story of my life, right? Like when I <laughs> <laughs> 
gets everything out of you. <laughs> We're on Monero talk. Monerotopia. Monerotopia. Is this what the revolution's all about? I'm um no, my my father's father is a survivor of the Holocaust. My grandfather. And so I think he was in two camps in Europe. Uh, he went from like two hundred and thirty something pounds to hundred to seventy pounds when he got when he was liberated by US soldiers. He had a wife and two kids that were killed by the Nazis. He had you know, eight siblings, all but two were wiped out. His parents were wiped out. So he came here to rebuild his life. And that always stayed with me. I always knew some stories growing up. And it, so it, it infused in me like a sense of public service from a very young age that if you're not vigilant and active and involved, things can go very, very wrong very fast. So it's kind of, that's kind of a big thing that's driven me. And then I studied history. I went to Boston University, studied history, and just started learning a lot about the state of the world, the the, the wealth inequality throughout the world, the economic, you know, blockages in, in developing countries and colonialism and what, what are all of the questions and ramifications of that and, and the generations after that era. Um, so it's, so I've kind of thought, I just try to think of like, what is the best things we could be doing to make the world better and, and reduce suffering and, and, and um, spread prosperity. And so I kind of landed on um, voting governance and voting, which is not necessarily the right answer. That's just what I, I guess I got into as an undergrad. Yeah, started seeing like our system is awash in, in private interests, favor trading and horse trading. And I wanted to find better systems. Um, one, one problem that we have, if I can continue to wax on, yeah, is, yeah. is the, um, you know, the, this idea that like the rest of the economy, like the private sector, computer technology, all this technology is flying, like Moore's law is happening. Like we're getting more and more data being processed, more and more computational power, more and more innovation in all sectors of the economy. And then you look at the way we self-govern and we're still sitting in like a 18th century paradigm where we have this aristocratic, you know, these aristocratic legislative bodies. Now we get to elect them, but then they do pretty much whatever they want um, when they're in office. And then we kind of have to like beg and plead that they'll, follow the, the what people want, what their constituents want. And then we have a shot at voting them out if the right candidate comes along that is viable, if they have enough funding. And there's, there's so many distortions in the, the way our political system works that that's a very interesting and impressing problem, I think, for at least the U.S. So yeah, we, uh, we overlap a lot in terms of our, I think, what we're what we're trying to achieve. I told you I was working on Gov Together and yeah. I tried uh, implementing that in my campaign. So the idea be, you know, I pledged if I was elected, I would then vote in Congress in accordance with how my constituents are, are voting on each individual issue. Fantastic. Well, I, I would use it as a poll for, for all, yeah. you know, all constituents, you know, we, we'd build out the tech, we'd have it where everybody would have, you know, access, anybody who's a constituent. And just let them vote per issue, you know? I love it. And then not vote, not necessarily then turn around and always follow that vote, but use it heavily, you know, for deciding what to do. I love that. Yeah. There's, there's, there's cool that, uh, you know, uh, we, we met and you're, you're equally passionate matters. about these things. <laughs> I don't think I ever even got your take on Monero. What's your, what is your your digital cash take? I'm yeah, a idea, idea of a technology, you know, unstoppable, yeah. decentralized protocol for people freely I, transacting value without censorship. Exactly. I mean, how can you 
how can you disagree with that? It's, it's, um, if, if everything else is moving into the digital realm, I don't see why currency shouldn't be included in that, in that evolution or revolution. And it's more freedom. It's more liquidity. It's less friction. It's more, more freedom and liberty for everyone. Um, so I'm, I'm a big supporter of it. I, I'm a holder of a, a few cryptocurrencies. I'm interested in the space. I think blockchain is a revolutionary technology. I'm look, I'm very optimistic. And actually, Doug, you got me my first Monero wallet and you, you even oh. had it with a few. Yeah. It was easy, right? Yeah, it was great. It was super easy. Monero.com, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I even remember my seed phrase. So I'll tell you that now. It's, um... <laughs> oh, wait, no, you're not supposed to do that. Sorry. My bad. I'm still learning. That's why I fell in love with this guy. Right? <laughs> we just laughed. That's why also we slowed down and we couldn't do a gratuitous call because we were just cracking up. We were just making jokes. <laughs> but tell everybody, we're, we're working hard over there, right? We signed up a lot of people with uh, oh, yeah. arrow.com. I don't think people right. realize what we do. Like we 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 hassle people and hustle like, them. And make them them, but then have conversations with everyone. Like every single person we stop. It's like, it's not like, oh, here, bada bing, bada bing. It's like, you have to have a conversation, yeah. explain everything. We had so <laughs> many amazing conversations at Freedom Fest, man. I, th I thought yeah. it was great. Oh, yeah. Um, it, I mean, there, it's, there's, there's like, uh, there's pros and cons. There's so many innovative and eccentric and interesting people there, which is great. I think a con would be we're in this huge exhibit hall and there's all these other really novel ideas. Like, this is a place for new ideas to help. Yeah. Like you mentioned, early adopters, like first movers, that's similar. Ranked choice voting in a lot of circles is not well known, and so we were really, really siblings in arms, so to speak, in in being out there with these new innovations to move our society and our economy and our politics forward. It takes a lot of time. A lot of like people who get into spaces like this who are activists, it takes time, and they're impatient and they want change now, but. So much of change is purely like, ha like you said, having those conversations one-on-one, -on -one, letting people read a few articles and sleep on it. And then in a week or two or a month or two, they hear about it a few more times, then they start talking about it and they start, but these things do take, take some, uh, some time. So that's part of the problem is like, how do we accelerate the pace of the adoption of these new ideas? Yeah, I was really trying to tap into digital cash concept and this idea that traditional cash is disappearing. Because I feel like everybody there would be interested in that. Like, be like, yeah, cash isn't going to be here anymore. You know, so I was trying to use that as my gateway to talking about Monero. And then the the response that unfortunately I ran to a lot was from, you know, no coiners, basically gold bugs that just like did not want anything to do with crypto, like, no, thank right? you. Right. There's a, there's a <laughs> yeah. good percentage a lot of those of people, people like, no, at Freedom thank Fest, you. <laughs> but they were hardcore into their gold. You know, they were anti fiat. But they wanted nothing to do with crypto. They really thought it was like a scam. I think a big problem, and we're seeing it play out, and you can't, you can't argue actuality with theory. So if we see a lot of volatility in the space and instability and prices that are just like flying up and down, that needs to be addressed. You can't just wave it away because a, 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 a currency is only as useful as it is stable, I would argue. And many economists would argue. And many of these no-coiners would argue. And so it's not like it's insurmountable. It's just the question of how do you back the currency with something that is stable? And gold is one option that's just been the traditional option for a long time. It's not the only one. A good friend of mine, brilliant guy, he's an attorney, approached me the other day with this idea of a, 
a coin or a currency based on insurance risk pools. So this is kind of a, I'm not, is way above my pay grade. It seems like a lofty concept to me, but the idea is, you know, insurance companies, it's all about the risk pool. So you, you have a huge pool of people who are insured that pay premiums into something. And then you have a company that kind of banks that capital and has to pay out when there's claims. Mm-hmm. Why not have that be the basis right. of a currency? So that's just like, there's a lot of, and you can attach it to. Does that not exist? That seems like, well, yeah, that seems like a, a no brainer. Yeah. Maybe I need to do some more reading. I don't know. <laughs> there's, you know, I don't know how, how reliable it is, but I, I would think somebody would have tried that already. Yeah. yeah but like these that. are things I think that are worth exploring. I think the idea of like, you, you, that's a question that needs to be answered and grappled with. Well, I mean, with, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, the volatility of Monero doesn't, you know, have an effect on me, but I don't know how if, so is it, is it really, you know, stability, everything's relative, obviously. Right. That's so right. this, this idea of stability is, is really just your own individual perception. So if you start to view Monero as stable, it becomes stable. I know, I know that sounds crazy, but, um, that, but that, that's what people like me are doing. You know, the, like the BTC max, like people that like are all Bitcoin and living, that's, that becomes their reality. So it becomes stable in a sense. In a sense. And, and everything else around it is what's changing, right? So that, that, that's really what stability is. Like when you say the dollar is stable, it's just in your mind, you've decided to perceive the world that way where that's your constant and you're measuring everything else from it. Well, by you, I think you mean like there's a consensus because it's been so well adopted. And yeah, so it's stability you can, really comes from it. You're not subjective though. You can measure these things objective. Like how many loaves of bread can I buy with a dollar? Like that's something that this consumer price index is a thing is objectively measured. So if we're going to, if we're going to introduce a competing currency product, it's got to compete. You're right. It's all relative, but it's got to be as stable, close to stable or more stable than the current, the current offering that people are enjoying. Right. And obviously that's just, you know, that's just something that can only come with time. I mean, there there are these attempts to make these stable coins, but I don't know. They don't seem, they seem to just be theoretical in nature, unless you're going to do something like you were saying, this insurance idea or backing with, you know, with gold in a vault or dollars in a, in a bank, which, you know, at that point it's, it's not decentralized anymore. So a truly decentralized stable coin is kind of like the holy grounds, you know, Luna, right? Boom. You know, right. we have, I don't know if you've heard of Haven. Have you heard of Haven? I haven't heard of Haven, no. That's an attempt to make a stable coin version of Monero, essentially. Fork uh, of the Monero blockchain. You know, it does, it's an algorithmic stable coin. But, you know, it's, it's not proven. It, it could, you know, there could be some flaw there. It's, it's kind of theoretical. So, you know, that this, I, I, yeah, ideally, yeah, you know, stability is, is, is something great to have, but I don't see how you, you can't invent stability. I, I think it's something that just comes with time and adoption. Mm hmm. Right. Ultimately, like, how do you? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely beyond my skis in this. I haven't done a lot of study or analysis on that on that question. But like Bitcoin is certainly the most liquid. Right. So it's 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 gaining, you know, stability from that. Oh, yeah, I th- that's right. As adoption is is more broad, like this is, is still I see this as a very experimental emergent phase of, mm-hmm. of all these coins. So it might take another five, ten, or more years. Monero's been surprisingly stable if you look at it, zoom out compared to other. Like Monero's, you know, it it it's been going between you know a hundred and five hundred dollars for 
for years now, even between the last mm. couples. It never, it's unfortunately been very stable. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> yeah, it, right. it never had its you like profiteer off of it. Right? Right? The other ones, it's right? like pumping moments over the last couple of years, which is, which is interesting, but it's organically been growing in adoption. You never know. Yeah. It could overtake some of the big boys out there. But all that, yeah, all that profit making and, and skyrocketing prices, they get headlines, which in a sense is good because it gets, it gets broad adoption by appealing to people's greed. But then obviously the downside is there's a lot of uh, inflation and bubbles in those, in those trends. And then they have to restabilize. And then it's like, so it's a very dramatic, the news loves it because it's just a beautiful, like, how do you make, you know, digital currency sexy and exciting and human and dramatic and it you know people making and losing millions of <laughs> yeah it was a great way to do that which is a casino it's like everybody's decided to you know make gambling legal and right it's just more it's still part of to me the experimental emergent phase that we're going to mature out of. it's been epic the stories have been amazing yeah. right yeah it's already <laughs> it's like barely being it's like barely put into broad practice and it's still like changing the game, like changing paradigms and changing the world, which is pretty cool. Did you have? Did you know about Monero before? before Douglas night? came into your <laughs> life. <laughs> before you walked into my it's life, like... exhibit booth. What is this Monero? I had no, I had heard about it in passing, along with Cardano, and then there were a couple of other ones that were like the kind of XR Ripple. XRP, right? All right, so you've heard about it. Yeah. There's a lot of people that you know I talk to. They have never heard of Monero. They like they think it's like on another blockchain. They're like, oh, what? Uh, is that on Solana? Or something? Solana, <laughs> right, 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 right. Oh, it's Monero. It's its own thing. They all sound some Italian name. Yeah, yeah like never heard of Yeah, I think it's like top ten or so of what you kind of see as the the other altcoins past Bitcoin and Ethereum, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's my perception. Yeah, it's o- it's always been anybody who's been in crypto knows Monero. Like who's been in crypto for you know since before like 2015, I would say would at least know a Monero. But yeah, the new people. I mean, they get sucked into these other co- like you know more people know about Doge than Monero. Ugh, Elon, thanks to, yeah, Elon. thanks to Elon. What do you think about yeah. Elon, man? What what's up with that guy? What's your take on Elon? It's I'm <laughs> I think it's hilarious. <laughs> from his twitter he's profile what is he doing i mean he can't lose any anything he does exactly is like he's just he's like a teenager and <laughs> it's funny like i don't i don't get caught up in the trying to control people like he's he's the head of blah 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 so he needs to be more blah 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 it's like it's funny like i'm doing i don't i don't get too deep into what well, these... yeah, I mean, I, I'm all about him doing whatever he wants, and it's entertaining. But, but what do you think his actual agenda is? Okay, okay, what's his end like, game? Like, you know, I we know, know we know so your end game. You came on, you told us your story. I'm pretty, pretty well convinced you're passionate. You're a passionate, liberty loving individual that wants to, you know, make sure tyranny never reigns again. I'm convinced. But like, what is what is Elon's stamp? What is this guy trying to do? Elon, I mean. The proof is in people's actions. I think that's the problem is we take like a couple of errant tweets. We're in such a mediated consciousness because everyone's on the internet all the time and following Twitter, like Pavlovian dogs, like when the new thing comes and then they react to everything. And so people put a lot of weight into some guy sitting on, like Elon's probably sitting on his toilet 
<laughs> writing some stupid tweet to piss someone off, like trolling Bill Gates for, you know, shorting Tesla or suspecting of shorting Tesla or whatever. And the proof of someone's value to me is in their actions, not as much their little quips on something like Twitter. And so he's completely put EVs on the map. Like he's made EVs sexy and cool. So oh yeah, no, the things he's gotten like gotten off the ground—it's insane. So he's serious. <laughs> like he's yeah. doing serious stuff. That's, well, that's why. But that's why you're like. So then, why is he pumping? Like, oh, because we all need a little. You know, his whole background, I mean, right? Like he was the PayPal mafia. Like he's understood digital cash before anybody was like. That's right. He like literally tried to invent Bitcoin back in the day and. They came up with PayPal. Obviously, they weren't able to create a decentralized currency. So he understands this stuff. And then he's like, oh, Doge, I'm going to pump it to the moon. And I'm never going to mention Monero, ever. Like that what? a little hard. No, I'm just trying to figure <laughs> out know, what's going on. Do you, want me to, do you want me to talk to him for you? I'll, I'll give him a call. <laughs> can, you, can you do that? Can you get him on right now? <laughs> <laughs> he need, he's, it's like your focus it's like you gotta. It's like when you're working on something, you lock into something. So I don't know. Elon maybe have, has a been there, done that mentality in terms of his relationship to digital currency. Mm-hmm. He made his money, so he might measure. And it's totally speculative, but aren't we all <laughs> I love how we we know right. think you know the answer. It's fun. It's just fun. <laughs> but yeah, perhaps he did his thing. He made his money. He feels like I contributed this piece. I'm moving on to a different part of problem solving, like a different problem to be solved right. with a whole new set of constraints and rules and challenges. And so now it's like transportation and sustainable energy and yeah, yeah. and rockets, like going interplanetary travel. So there's a lot of cool. So he could have just like, he's just like rotating into his next thing because that's just what is he fancies right now. And I wouldn't take it personally. You know, it's okay. Na- Nano Nano Joe says Elon Musk is a former Klaus Schwab World Economic Forum young global leader. He's not on our side, folks. Whoa! <laughs> so this is wow. I love it. You heard it here. No. You heard here first. first. <laughs> we got. Oh, we got to do. Oh, nice! Get it up there. Uh oh. Well, Nano Joe. Nano Joe, you could jump on oh. after when we have the viewers on stage portion. So Doge yeah. could be. He's just. He's like, it's fun for him. So you got to have a hobby and he's going to maybe pick the coin that's like the silly one. I mean, who knows how many, I don't know. Who knows how many people like donated to Donald Trump's campaign early on thinking it was a joke and it became real. And he was a joke. He was like a reality TV guy who is a birther, you know, who's just like fixated on his very petty stuff and using a lot of dog whistle tactics sorry to raven rove into that realm but (laughs) tell us how you really feel well these things things but then they take on it's like is it serious is it not and that's part of the what's fun and interesting about it is like we make our own reality constantly so elon definitely plays with that he plays with people's sense of Am I serious? Am I not serious? Yeah, nobody can figure him out. Yeah, it's almost a form of gorilla art. He's like just yeah. testing the water, to be honest. It's right? art form, folks. It's like a, a trickster yeah. in mythology. Right? Yeah. The trickster. Yeah, he's, he's amazing, man. He's amazing. Flattery may bring him to the table. Yeah, <laughs> Come on, Elon. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah, I get it. Keep Maybe working on like it. find him somewhere. He responds to stuff. He's talking like he's talked to Andrew Yang. Yeah, we had. Well, Yang didn't say anything. Yang didn't say anything. Yeah. Really? That's surprising. No. I try well, first he was walking by as we were doing the coffee thing and we called him out 
and he kind of stopped. He's like, hey, and he just did the wave. And they were like, oh, come do a picture. So he came over and did a picture. And then I was like, can I, can I interview you? He's like, no, 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 no. And then he, she just like ran away. And then you know. So then I proceeded to, like, to grab. The I'm like, Sunita. grab, grab the mic, grab the phone. Oh, you went after him. And I followed him. Yeah, we gave him like five minutes, and then I like tapped him on the shoulder from behind with the, with the microphone. And uh, you know, I asked. I quickly asked him like a digital cash question. I just, I just wanted to get his take on. Yeah. Digital Does he cash. have an opinion on what did he say? You know, there's there's negative opinions about it because it could be used for nefarious things. What's your response to that? And he just didn't say much. He was basically like, you know, I, I, I support, you know, competing technologies for, you know, currency. And that was it. I was like, like, I want to hear your, you know, your philosophical take on it. He he didn't want to get into it at all. Okay. It may be. Yeah. Crypto, there's some controversy around it still. I mean, there really shouldn't be just because it's used. It's like, shouldn't there be controversy around small, like, around you know paper dollars because it's in briefcases being used for drug deals and prostitution and you know that's that's normal paper us dollars like so it's kind of silly that the that the these neutral tools have been painted as uh you know as the problem it's really everything is just tools like you could take anything in your life and blame it if you use it for nefarious reasons so if he may want to avoid, you know, it might feel like he's going to step in. His no, I know exactly. But he, I would think he'd be the type of character that would be. Who know, would, who would um, champion it? I agree. I agree with you. Um, it may be that it's a bit of a sideshow in terms of politically, like what's, because he ran for president. So when you mm-hmm. run for president, you start to, you know, he, he was, he talked about rank choice voting a little bit as running for president, but it's not going to be a mainstream bullseye issue this soon in history. So like, you know, Bruce, you know, Bruce Fenton, the guy that's running for Senator. Yeah. Not well. Yes. So, I mean, I I spoke to him, you know, his reaction right away with regards to digital cash, you know what I'm saying? He's obviously, but he he comes from crypto, but you know what I'm saying? He's, he's very clear. He's like, you know, as a Senator, I would completely support, you know, untraceable, non unstoppable digital cash, you know, like not too many, electeds are saying that right now but i i would think i would think yang would be a politician that would be more an early adopter in that i'm surprised yeah. there yet i i'm also surprised uh, maybe yeah keep working on him because he can come <laughs> around if maybe it'll be used for if he gets some if he's watching some of these you know uh universal basic income pilots maybe maybe the payouts to the participants can be with a with a, a coin with a digital currency that may be an interesting angle for the for yeah government. well i heard people talking that he was going to drop that uh from his platform maybe at freedom fest that was being yes. talked yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's like socialism. <laughs> so I don't, you know, he's a politician. So whatever space he, I mean, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Again, I'm speculating. I mean, yeah. I know that when we talked, he was super enthused. I said, where are you with ranked choice voting? Is it like top three? He said, he says, probably top one. He's really, really bullish on, on ranked choice. And I think it may be because that's closer to, a clear and present issue in, in terms of electoral politics and his own. Oh technology. yeah. 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 If he doesn't grasp that, then like shit. Yeah. When you're, yeah. When you're an independent or third party candidate right. um, in this current system, it's really hard to, to be on a, an even playing field with ours. Yeah. It's all upside for him on that. Sure. Right. 
Right. So that could be that could be a thing. And they did pass it in New York City. So that's you know, and he ran in that race. And yeah, he got Very cool, a, man. What else did he say? A lot of attention about that or about other yeah, in general. Yeah. What was he? What was he talking about? Well, he wasn't. I mean, he he's um, the bits I heard from his main stage talk was uh, was a program called Bro which is ballot access, ranked choice voting, and open primaries. So he and Larry Sharp, who's a big spokesperson for Liberty, who's in New York as well. Yeah, we they, I interviewed him. He, he, that was a great convo. We had a, we had a nice Yeah, convo. he's a very timid guy. They were really big on structural reform of elections, which is great to hear. You don't hear enough people um, talking about that. So that was really important that they went on, that they went on that. So, so ballot access is just, there's, there's, rule, there's unfair rules for non-major parties in states where they have different requirements like to for signature collection and ballot access to get their name on the ballot and then and then um open primaries is the idea of collapsing party primaries into a blanket primary anyone can run under any party there's no limit and then voters can just all voters can freely vote in it they don't have to be registered for a political party to participate in the first round mm. of a two round of a two round system so that's exciting. And there's ballot measures for that going on. Alaska just passed an open primaries plus ranked choice voting ballot issue in 2020. That's going to be used for the first time this year. So that's called the top four system. So everyone runs freely in the first round and then the top four proceed to the final. And then you use a ranked ballot to pick your majority winner there. So that's cool. Nevada has, has that. That's coming on the ballot. It'll be two cycles of that because it's a constitutional amendment for Nevada. So that was being talked about. Yang's Yang's forward party that he's trying to start is a huge force behind that, uh, behind that effort in Nevada. And there's a couple other states. Arizona may contemplate it. Uh, Colorado may. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna start seeing some changes. I didn't hear his talk. Did he talk about the forward party? I, I don't even know what what his. Uh, <laughs> I didn't hear enough of that. I like ran into the. I was doing a bunch of other stuff and talking to people, so I only heard those bits on the structural reform. But Starting a new party is really, really, really hard. Yeah. What do you think of using, you know, using blockchain tech for for voting, right? So oh. one one person, one vote, and using mm-hmm. private key cryptography to basically ensure that. Did I'm still talking about that. I'm. You know, I don't know if Yang's talked about that. I'm. I'm still studying it, but I do know there are there are startups working on this. Yeah, I'm a supporter so far. I think it's fantastic. I, I actually see the blockchain as a wonderful tool for any government publication that you want to put up in a trustless manner that can't be tampered with. You've, I'm sure you've explored this. Like, yeah, you, you, we say it should be Bitcoin for governments, Monero for the people, right? So you had Bitcoin being perfectly transparent. Let's run things on top of that, you know, for the governments. For yeah, for anything where you're, where you're basically trying to timestamp, right, and keep keep a a permanent record of something, right. Yeah. right? It doesn't mean that like you're stuck with it. You can edit it later, but it shows there's a trail that hey, we're editing it for this very transparent reason later in the chain, mm-hmm. and, and so we're going to amend it in this other entry. But the original is always there. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Brilliant. Like property records, a big yeah. problem in the developing world in many countries in Africa are land records are not in a good state. So people can squat on someone's farm or plot of land and the family that maybe originally owned it comes back. And now there's a big conflict and there's no clear line of ownership 
and that causes a lot of violence and conflict in society. Yeah. So you can, but if you have a registry of deeds, that's the point of a registry of deeds. It's the one, one public repository of everyone's land deed. But if there, if it's the infrastructure of the country is not strong or there's civil war and things get damaged or lost, you're really screwed. You don't have any. Oh, no, it's a huge, huge problem. So I, I, a brilliant solution for that. Yeah. That's I don't think I told, told you I work, I work for municipal. Did I tell you I work for municipality? I, I, you didn't, we didn't talk extensively about it, but okay. So yeah, like, uh, well now I work for Nassau County before that I worked for the town of Hempstead and I, I tried implementing a lot. I tried to get the, get them to implement some of these ideas. I was like, pitching it to them. I mean, I thought I was crazy. This was years ago. I tried to get them to my, uh, set up Bitcoin miners, uh, wow. for a, uh, solar panel landfill project. You know, we were going to, cover a, a landfill with solar panels and you know generate decent amount of electricity and this was years ago before it was now it's kind of talked about i was like you know instead of using the batteries let's set up bitcoin mining farms and when you know when we need to push power there instead of pushing it back to the grid we'll mine we'll mine bitcoin and uh it, they they did not they did not take it well right sunita I, no they did not <laughs> <laughs> they did not think well. I slipped. I slipped it into because I was the commissioner was of engineering at the time. So I had, you know, I, I was able to do things without, you know, asking for permission for everything. So I actually slipped it into an RFP where I asked, I asked all the participants to explore this concept. Some, some of the 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 electeds did not did not appreciate it. I, I save the emails to this day. Cause would I would love to read those. <laughs> I was so proud. And then I resent it to them because they had eventually left politics. And, no, and then you're like, all right, let's try it. <laughs> like, did it go better the second time around? Like, did you had better? I mean, there was nothing you could say at that point. It was so obvious. They're like, wow, this kid was right. Wow. Um, yeah. I love, that's amazing. It's all math. If you, you know, yeah. you, you have people that have been working for too long in one role and they're just out, they're just out of date. They don't want to keep up with new technologies and it's really hard to change. Their opinion. Listen, dude, two things. One, I could talk to you for days and I, 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 and I know you got to go, but we got to, uh, we got to talk more about these concepts. Maybe we could collaborate. I'd on, love to. On a I'd love to. We're definitely yeah. on the same wavelength with this. So yeah. I think there's a lot of potential here. No, no, and yeah. I, like I said, I still, I still work in municipal government. You know, I, I would love to try to implement these these concepts. I don't know if I would ever run again for office, but okay. if I did, I, I, I try to do it on a platform that would utilize and promote like the latest in democracy tech. One hundred percent. Yeah. But yeah. We, well, let's let's move let's along, right? We can, we can do the yeah, price yeah. report, we'll Adam. Price obviously, Thank please stick so around if you like, because we have people come up. But I know I think you sure. said you were short on time, so. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm short you, on time. You, we appreciate all the time you gave us already. Thank you. Do we yeah. have like two minutes to do a, a quick rank choice voting pitch just for for our? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot. I've been saying rank choice voting. They might be like, "What the heck's rank choice voting?" Yeah. So yeah. just to be yeah. sure. Right. So I had brought a little sample ballot, which makes it pretty easy to see. So the idea of the ranked ballot is that instead of just choose one candidate, which is how we vote now. Right. So so what I'm going to do to to, to to simulate that is to show like a ballot where you, you know, this is like, let's say we're revisiting the 2016 general election and we have a ballot that looks kind of like this. Right. Let me try to get. And so you just get to pick one. But if you're if you're a voter who doesn't support one of the front runners, you're really in, in a stuck place because 
you know that voting for someone else who's not a front runner or the best fundraiser, you're basically throwing your vote away. It's like economically irrational to do that because you know they're going to get, and, and worse, they could be a spoiler for someone you actually want to beat the person you hate who's a front runner. This happens time and time again, up and down the ticket in our elections. And it's like having, so with ranked choice voting, you actually finally have a more expressive ballot. So instead of just choose one, I'm going to unfold this. And it's not so much a big change to the ballot as it's just a, an, a, an addendum or an amendment to the ballot. It just gives you more, more power, more expression, more voice and more choice. So instead of just choosing one, I'll choose my favorite, whoever that might be. I have backup choices so I can choose a second, third, fourth, and so on. So if my favorite can't win the election, my vote will instantly count for my second or third choice. And that way, my vote is never thrown out. It's always in play. And every voter truly has a stake and has a voice in the election. And it, it just it, it unleashes a lot of new incentives that are being suppressed in the current system. One is, of course, voters feeling that they have to vote strategically and they're forced to vote for a front runner. So that's a form of dishonesty. And we're doing that collectively. So we're actually getting distorted results. The other is candidates pander to their base and they also pander to finding flaws in their opponents to differentiate themselves. And so it devolves into toxic character assassination and mudslinging. With ranked choice, you actually want to appeal to your opponent's base and find a common issue so that your opponent's base ranks you somewhere else on their ballot. That is a revolutionary idea in terms of trying to grow or transcend this toxic political culture that we have now, which voters are sick and tired of. It. So much propaganda and character assassination. So the, the simple change, simple addendum to the ballot, massive, massive repercussions for voters and candidates alike. So are are you seeing any data that, that supports that theory that it's going to change? We are. Um, polling and sentiment analysis in regards to incidences of negative statements um, have been shown to be reduced under ranked choice when you compare it in the same cities that did not have ranked choice to having ranked choice, the cities that fit the same demographic factors. So Minneapolis and St. Paul, Minnesota were subjects of this. I believe the cities in the Bay Area that adopted like Oakland, San Francisco, Berkeley have also been, been subject to, the, to this um, type of study. And I've got slides for days on this stuff that we could go into. Yeah. Dude, I love it, man. Yeah. The research is, is, is really exciting. It's coming out now. Um, <laughs> New America is a, is a think tank that's been doing, that's been funding a lot of good research, um, hosting a lot of research. When did New York do it the first time? Was it just, yeah. When did New York City do it? It was just New York City passed. So the voters passed ranked choice voting for their local primary elections to be used for local primaries. They passed this in 2019. Um, with 74% in favor to change over to the system. And then they used it for the first time the next, they yeah. used it for the first time for May, for the mayoral election that just happened. And you, you partook in that? You were part of that implementation? I was right? in Massachusetts. I built a, a massive movement in Massachusetts while oh. that campaign was going. That's a separate organization. So Rank the Vote New York City is their own organization. Brilliant strategists. They really made this whole thing happen. Rank the Vote is a different national group. We just share the same name coincidentally. It's just a cool name. Um, so this this guy vote. says, programming guy, ranked choice voting seems too confusing. It's really not, though. I mean, you're just you're asked to to select your 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 top choices in, in order, yeah. right? 
Can you count if you can count one, two, three? And you have <laughs> everybody than, has in their head. It's like right. you, you know, for every election, it is granular. You're right. I mean, some people may be like, oh, I, I like this guy and I hate all others, but anybody right. most people are like, Well, I like this guy for this, I like that guy for that, I like this guy for this. Exactly. Like head, right. And yeah. you, you people that is they're already ranked in your mind. You know, just that's how we see the world. We're all not, we're I guess what's confusing is understanding how the voting then works from there. Yeah, um, but work the most logical way possible, where your vote counts the most, right? That's right. essentially That's right. what it's designed to do. So we can throw some links up for folks. The counting is very easy. It's an instant yeah, runoff. Yeah. So if those are for, uh, so he's saying, so who wins? He's is his question. Oh yes. Yeah. So so it's it's simple. So if so, you you start by only counting first choice votes of the voters. So you don't look at the rankings at all. And if any candidate has more than 50%, more than a majority, has a majority of first choice votes, they win the election. So you don't even need the rankings because it's a system to to get the majority, not to get a 22% winner out of, out of eight candidates, or whatever, which is what we have now. So if, if, if you can win on first choice votes, great. But the point of ranked choice voting is when there's that split field, whether there's a spoiler, a potential spoiler or a crowded field. And then you will begin eliminating the weakest candidates. So the candidate got the fewest number of first choice votes. They're dropped. And then those voters now get their second choice activated. And so the candidate still remaining that picks up the second choices, they get a bump of votes. And you continue to eliminate the weakest that's remaining until the first candidate hits the 50% threshold and they win. So it's super similar. It's almost the same to how we do runoff elections now, where we have everyone runs in the first round. You cut off everyone but the top two, and then you vote, vote again. But instead, you're doing a runoff instantly in a single election because you're storing who you would vote for of the remaining candidates should your candidate be eliminated because it's the weakest. Yeah, no, it's it, so, it seems like it makes you know it makes total sense for so many reasons, all the reasons you were talking about. But I mean, yeah. it, it allows these third parties to start to compete, right? It becomes it opens and that and, new, and, and, and when you. And your vote, your vote is never a waste, right? So even if you you're more of more frequently are voting for these alternative candidates, uh, your vote still ultimately counts. Exactly. Very cool. Cool. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, well, thanks, thank guys. This has been. This is more of a Monero talk. Monero talk. Seriously. But uh, we had to we had to go deep. Yeah, when you can, just email me uh, all those links so I can put them in the description for people that want to learn more on their own yeah actually while i'm here i'll just do that if i can if you bump me off that's fine and i will just um yeah it's in the private chat i messaged you privately all right coolio people are enjoying this conversation all right awesome all right well thank you very much for your time it was a pleasure meeting you last weekend or it was the last weekend it was last weekend well (laughs) time flies I just had another yeah. thought. Yeah, I see your head. Okay, enough. <laughs> there was this. There was actually this uh, group. Remember the, the, the there was the attempt to do the blockchain voting, and uh, there was this group in Italy that was trying to do it with the oh, fork of Monero. I remember, remember that? that. It was, we interviewed it was crazy. them. This was years actually, ago. I gotta look that up. Yeah, we interviewed them. It was like these three. Yeah. Did, yeah. Yeah. It was. It was I, I wonder what somewhere. happened with that. Just throwing that out there as information. <laughs> He's thinking out loud. Well, thank All right, you Adam. very much, Adam. Thank you, Talk guys. You offline. Ta-ta. Adios. Thank Cheers. you for your time. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, All right. I guess let's move on to uh, the price report. Uh, A-Fungible did a pre-recorded one, and I'll put it on right now. The Narrotopia price report segment is sponsored by Local Monero. Avoid using KYC exchanges. Buy and sell Monero directly for fiat 
peer-to-peer. Good morning, everybody. I hope everybody's doing great this weekend. Coming back with the prize report number 28. And I'm going to discuss some interesting data. I'm going to discuss three specific data points in this. The very first thing is about the upcoming events, which is going to mark the economic landscape for the next many months. And the second is about the price analysis, both on-chain data as well as some of the technical analysis to project where the price might be going in the short to medium term. And the last one is one of the concerns that was brought up by the XMR community. All items index rise by 9.1% where the largest contributors were an increase in gasoline, shelter and food prices. This is basically an inflation increase which has marked a new four decade highs. So that's something we have not seen such an increase in the last 40 years. And the inflation data that was released not only continued to increase in the month of June, but the data actually got worse than expected. And that has been a cause of concern. And this is not just in the US but it's been worldwide and we have seen uprisings in many, many countries right now as we speak, including Albania and uh, Venezuela and all the the developing countries. But however, this is happening more towards the South American and the Western nations. Asia has been doing pretty much okay with some issues cropping up with China as we speak. However, this is an important concern. That's that's why we're going to have the Fed meeting, which is going to announced the interest rate hikes on July 27th, which is a really important date to mark guys, because they have proposed an interest rate hike of 75 basis points, going up to 100 basis points. Just for reference, one basis point is equal to 0.01%. So a point, so 75 basis point means 0.75 increase, percent increase in the interest rate. And this is done to, to counteract or to bring down the inflation numbers hopefully, because it curbs the consumer spending. And they can go harder on this, but that's going to have more consequences. So it's a very delicate move. And on the very next day, it's going to be the US quarter two GDP numbers, the gross domestic product. And if that is found to be negative, without a debate, US is officially in a recession and thereby the countries that are dependent on the US economy. Moving forward, another interesting part was, this is the chart I showed before the US euro parity which reached one funnily 1.0. So what the ECB, the European Central Bank did is they increased the interest rates by 0.5% for the very first time in 11 years, something they never thought they would have the need to do. And uh, this brought back some positive sentiment, but this could be temporary because everything has consequences. Now, moving to the, the charts part, since the last week, we have come back above from the extreme fear to the fear levels, which is a welcoming news, basically. And also, I uh, happen to see that for any bull bear cycle, from the lowest points in a bear cycle to the topmost point in a bull cycle, I'm talking about in terms of the fear, lowest fear versus the highest greed, it takes about a maximum of 1.5 years. So. If we are here in the lowest point in fear in June, so you can project that until the end of 2024, where we would get a real kind of FOMO. Sorry, the end of 2023, where we can expect a real kind of FOMO. This is just a conjecture based on the past data. I'm going to discuss a couple of charts related to the on-chain data. This is the Bitcoin investor tool data from Look Into Bitcoin, where it shows the uh, the lower bound, bound is the two-year moving average of Bitcoin. And the red line on the top is the two-year moving average multiplied by an index of five. So the regions that you see marked in red, uh, the p- places where uh, the price has been overbought and the green is basically the price where the Bitcoin has entered into bear market. So if you if you try to understand what is the kind of time period that Bitcoin stays in this particular region, which I would say is the bear region, 
or the accumulation phase is about here you would see it's about December to December about one year and this is about November to May about six months so we can expect an average of up to a year in this kind of bear region basically we entered this bear region uh, below the two-year moving average around April May so we can expect us to come back above this sooner than April 2023 or earlier than April 2023 that is something that we have to wait and watch. The next in line is the briefly discussing about the active wallets that have greater than one BTC. And interestingly enough, the number of traders and investors having active addresses in Bitcoin has sharply increased since the February of this year. And this is a welcome news in terms of the adoption cycle. I'm going to move on to the technical price action. This is the chart. I'm going to just display one of the videos that I made 15 days back in the previous price report. And let me come back to that. I do see us going back up because all the RSI is oversold. And, you know, we need to, in all likelihood, I would expect us to touch back 25,000, get back down. And it's going to be in this consolidation, a very boring phase where the demand is neutral. There is not much buying happening at the moment although selling could happen should the entire stock market go down again and coming back to the present day the charts we see the rsi is getting back up which is a positive news but we are still in the oversold territory guys i i see ourselves ranging between the 20000 to 30000 levels for the coming next few weeks and the the best case scenario being 30000 as the major resistance and there is also 36000 but i'm not going that far yet but we have to have a weekly closing above 30,000, but I don't see that happening at the moment. I've been harping about the 22, 23,000 price levels and getting back above, up above that, which is the 200 week moving average. So I see us flirting and, uh, you know, going around those levels for the coming weeks. And in terms of the XMR USD chart, I have also uh, said that $120 is a very, is, is going to be proving great support and $180 is going to prove a great resistance ahead. And I'm, I'm eyeing the time period of August 13, where the hard four is going to take place, which is going to bring significant improvements in the Monero's blockchain and currency as a whole. And uh, there could be some positive sentiment around that. And we can rally up above towards $180 in the coming weeks. So I am keeping an eye on that, checking that $120 levels holds very good, irrespective of the market sell. And the last in line is the XMR USDT volumes on exchanges. And I made some numbers from the centralized exchanges and found that 70% of the volumes is coming from USDT pairing with XMR. And the rest 30% is mostly the BTC and fiat pairs with XMR. So this can be a cause of concern should USDT a tether go in line with Luna and other stable coins that has historically tumbled down. I'm not saying that should happen, but should that were to happen, it's good to keep an eye on this particular trading pair. And this data does not involve the decentralized exchanges that have been coming up. Well, uh, that is all from my side for today. I hope you all have a great weekend and I would see you in the next price report. Bye-bye. Moving on, should we do? Yeah, we'll move on actually. Let's, we have a, uh, yeah, I just wanted about. to see, sorry, I was like fixing that up. <laughs> you want to talk about anything? I wish or? the fungible was here. I could ask yeah, him some questions. Yeah, he wasn't able to uh, join us, but maybe but next week. Viewers, you know, we do viewers on stage. We look, you you, let's let's about talk it. about price a little bit and just, you know. Things, things are pretty wild right now. So. All right. And we have like, a, well, not a new segment, but we have our new segment, which usually Doug does, but we are trying something new. We have a new uh, have news a new, reporter? Yeah, we have a new news reporter who couldn't really join us live, but he pre-recorded something. So we're 
all looking forward to see. Get ready, guys. I don't even know who it is. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) All righty. And now for our weekly news segment. I think (laughs) um, slightly a disastrous. You know, we got to let's just post. Yeah, we'll we'll post it separately so people can watch it on their own. Next time you're going to have to stream it. Yeah, because what happened was, yeah, he did it for the first time this time and the file was too big because usually I upload it natively onto StreamYard, just like I do the A-Fund, yeah. but his was too large. Yeah, that's so I had to share to screen. Yeah. I'm just well, what, there's a go. limit on what you could upload to yeah. StreamYard? Yeah, uh, like per segment. It's like 10 minutes, but okay. the thing is also the file, I think, itself was very large. So. Oh, shit. Okay. So we'll post it on its side. Um, Tony! But oh, I guess sucks. what we'll do, I know, kind of stinks. So can Tony jump on for a second or no? No, he cannot at the moment, but next week we're prepared again. All right, we're, we're going to post that video on its own. Yeah, after, we'll and do it'll that. Be, it'll so look, we don't want to torture you guys. Yeah. Thank you for being patient and for all the love. But I guess what we'll do is we'll moving, move on to the movie. Moving forward, yeah. Tony, Tony will be our, our news reporter. Yeah, our news reporter. And if it's pre-recorded again, now we know. Um, we'll move on to the viewers on stage segment for those that want to join in on the fun and chat with us a bit. Let's do it. It's the viewers on stage segment. It's that time where we invite you, the viewers, up on stage to comment on anything you've heard so far today, ask the guest a question, or maybe talk about one of the news topics. Come on down. Hi, you Halloween. want to introduce yourself? Hi there. So the news segment kind of yeah. cut off. So yeah, we we yeah, the news, I can talk about the Cape Bullet news. So they have a new feature coming soon where you can have uh, gift cards with a custom amount. So if you like at, I don't know, Taco Bell and you want to get that $5.60 taco, you can pay with Monero and get a gift card with that amount so you don't waste anything. Yeah, so that will be cool. Extremely exciting. It's kind of like a Dash Pay, right? They dash yeah, it's like, exactly yeah. like that. No, no, that's awesome. I mean, the only thing I don't yeah. like about it is now going to be spending even more Monero. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to make it. It's. I'm very excited for that. Did they say when they're? I think within a month, but I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, they were just like waiting on something, right? Yeah, they also had another feature that was exchange routing. And that just means if you like exchange Bitcoin for Monero, it will always pick the best rate from the exchanges that are included within Cake Wallet. Yeah, I think that's basically it. Uh, in other news, uh, Sarai Dex, a new liquidity pool based Dex that's being worked on for Monero. Yes, very exciting. So, I think Justin made a remark that it will probably be ready before Cake, uh, before Thorchain launches their Monero integration, which would be really interesting because they've been working on it for like a year at this point. But I guess they didn't put much priority onto it. Yeah, we have Luke lined up to come on, right? Yes. Yeah, so I'm very excited to talk to him about that. That came, that kind of came out of nowhere. That's uh, yeah, it was really surprising, exciting. but. Very nice. What what do you, what do you think about it? I mean, just the the concept of what they're trying to achieve, creating these liquidity pools, something like Thorchain. Do you think it's a sustainable concept? I mean, Thorchain kind of shows that it, that it will work probably. Like if they don't mess up the tokenomics of the Sarai coin, Thorchain does a little. I mean, they do, they do a lot of random stuff that isn't really important to the core trading of assets like they have like synthetical assets and rune bonding and all that extra stuff but i think the sarai decks will be 
very great for Monero because it just focuses on the trading via liquidity pool. And it's really important because stuff like Harveno will be great, but it's going to be way slower and way less easy to just trade for Monero because it's still peer-to-peer. But with pools, it's all this gets way easier and quicker. Do you know anything about like, I mean, is there a dev tax and, you know, how the coins are issued and do you, do you, are you familiar with any of that? So I talked to the dev with the, yeah, I talked to Kayava on uh, Discord. I tried to understand it. They will probably launch the liquidity pools and you can essentially buy their coin with, by providing liquidity. And then there's like a lock period. It's kind of confusing for people who don't do DeFi. I'm sure they're gonna provide more documentation on this. Most of it isn't final yet. So we'll probably have to wait and see. No, very exciting. Any Anything else you want to bring up in terms of news this week? Thank, thanks for doing this, by the way. Point, pointing out these important... Not sure did anything else big happen. There, there were some community crowdfunding proposals that got moved on other than that um i'm not sure i got a little own personal thing okay new sticker design it's the same monero anonymous money sticker but in metallic so it's golden and shiny awesome where do you where do you sell them Uh, monerosupplies.com you sell like you could order big big bundles of stickers right from you yeah for the regular design you can get like 1.5 kilograms of stickers for uh, that cheap the the other designs are a bit more expensive but that's because they're lower volume people are always asking i gotta remember to tell them can can you post that in the monerotopia telegram in the telegram okay yeah they post the you know the link and how people could buy cheap stickers there and they could pay obviously with monero right for the stickers yeah, yeah, you can only pay with Monero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we've ordered from you before, right? We did, yeah. Yeah. We got a whole bunch of stickers from somebody. somebody that I was... think you ordered from my predecessor. Oh, ah, whoops. Well, well, we may have to refresh an order, <laughs> Yeah, actually. we do. Currently, let's, let's, post away. Yeah. let's post it right now. Let's get it up there right now, actually. I'm currently running a little dry on the regular design. I have to have some more printed, so... I guess when you're ready, let me know and send me the link. Yeah, share, share, yeah, no, sure. share the link right now. We'll uh, we'll put up the website yeah, uh, and then uh, put it put it in the Monerotopia Telegram room, and I'll pin it to the top for some time so people remember it because people are uh, always. I'll like, write something up. Okay, cool. Yeah, it will probably take like about two weeks till I get more of the regular design. So right now, if you like the other designs, you can get the smaller things, but maybe hold off on getting the big orders. Somebody said this has been a lot of echo and delays in the news segment and price recordings played today. Oh, the price recording one too? No, no, just I told you it was a little bit because I you wanted to talk and then I pressed the mute, but Uh, it was only for a second. He's like, we didn't see this before. (laughs) We apologize. I don't know what happened today. Well, next time, like we said, we'll play the video natively. Yeah. That, that, that should fix that. And now we know you can't speak during the price report because I know that's how yeah. you want it. We're improving, I- guys. Come on. You got to give us that. We're at least improving. I know. We're, we're, you know, we have our ups. We like improve. We add something and then we crash back down. I know. Very you got volatile. excited. You jinxed it. But the it trend too, is ultimately really up. We're, we're like Monero. He was like, this is an awesome show. I'm like, you jinxed it. So. <laughs> we started falling apart. After it's, it's still great. It's got character. <laughs>
But yeah, uh, I actually wanted to ask you guys something. Uh, for gratuitous, you what kind of payment gateway do you use? We use the Monero gateway. The Surhack one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Will you disable the option to buy stuff for the hard fork or not? What do you mean? Should we, would we will we stop accepting Monero during the hard fork? Yeah, like for a short time before and after. Because oh, we can. I'm yeah, not, sure. I'm not sure what I'm going to do because I don't know if the gateway will will handle the transactions after the hard fork. I didn't even we didn't even consider that. Why? What do you think could uh, possibly? I mean, it will just glitch if anything, right? I mean, it could just ignore transactions. Yeah, probably, probably we've, not. We've had, we've had some issues. Not gonna lie, we've had some issues with it, but then it's it's weird. It kind of works more smoothly. Yeah, we've it was a little it was a little clunky at first. But now it, it seems pretty reliable. We'll know again once we start selling tickets for Monerotopia. For me, it's been rather stable. The only thing is it doesn't really show you when someone pays more. So sometimes I just click on a random order and it shows that someone paid a bit more than they actually had to. And it's just yeah. Kind of yeah, for us, actually, I don't, not so much a Monero gateway problem, probably a way to solve it, but we would have like dropped payments because the volatility so people would pay a certain amount and then through you know the wordpress like the woocommerce thing was telling us you know payment wasn't wasn't met or sent you know because they didn't send like send enough okay uh, yeah i had an issue one time one yeah. time someone paid and it just didn't show up and i think i actually have to send out that order because i forgot about it okay <laughs> Do you know how to solve that? Is there like a settings to change or like a... There's very little settings in that thing. Yeah. So, but for gratuitous, it's been working, you know, right? We set it up. Yeah. We changed it over yeah. to that. Yeah. It's great. It's fixed. Yeah. It's pretty smooth, actually. A lot of gratuitous news coming up too, but things are in the works. Yeah. Things yeah. are in the works. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. But anywho. <laughs> oh, guys, order, order coffee though, because we got a ton of more green beans coming up, right? They're on their way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a struggle. It's been a struggle placing this order. Well, we got to figure out the shipping yeah. next week. So, But uh, yeah, coming. guys, order some, order some beans. They'll be super fresh. So fresh and so fresh. Who, who else we got? We got Coding Cowboy, but I wasn't able to hear you. Hello. Are you able to hear me now? Now we can. Yeah, hey, what's going, going on, man? Oh, not much. Um, I'm just jumping on to add numbers to your stream. <laughs> Aww, yeah. that. You, you were asking questions about the ranked voting right was that you yeah i was um oh, no, yeah was... well the thing is is that you know in most places you already have people that can't fill out a normal voter card yeah um, how are they going to figure this out you know because there's yeah. rules around it you can't just like christmas tree it either and not only that but a lot of people don't even know the other candidates that are running in a race until they get to the voting booth. And then they're right, like, oh, no, I didn't know this person existed. This is true. You know, oh, I, wish, I, wish anything about him. I wish he was still here. He could, he could give you So his, that's uh, why I was saying it was confusing is because, well, it's not going to be as simple as, oh, we're just going to do this. You know, it's going to take some, you know, education on the part of the, the people doing the, you know, putting out the ballots and everything. The, the most people, at least in, in my area where I live at, most of them are volunteers and, you know, they just hand you the card and check your ID and, and away you go. You know, they don't give yeah, you a whole man, lot I, of instruction. I, 
I, you know, I, was, couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I mean, because I've seen it in, in, in first person. You know, I've yeah. helped on election, many elections. And then when, when I ran, we saw it firsthand. Remember during there was the, they had a week of early, early voting when I ran. So people had 10 yeah. days to essentially go out and vote. So we were talking to people online when they were waiting online to vote. And the, the vast majority didn't even know I was part of the election. All, all they knew that the presidential election was going on. I was like, oh, yeah, do, exactly. you know who your, do you know who your congressperson is? No. Do you know, no. Uh, do you know they're up for election today? No, I had no idea. I'm like, exactly. well, I'm the guy running against the president. Like, oh, cool, I'll vote for you. Like, I just thought it was the presidential. Like, they didn't even know. They didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, and, and that that happens like every single time, and it's always very, like that. Yeah, very very, very scary. Few people too. actually go out and look at who's running and what their platform is and what their what their stance is on on issues. They just, I mean, that's why we have such a you know small turnout for voters anyway. You should have I'm to watch like a, a ten minute video before you can vote. That's <laughs> well, no, well, I think that they should at least put it on. Candidate, the, on each the, candidate gets to to post a you know one minute. I think they thing. should at least put it on the local news, you know, yeah. and and have it, especially on the public stations, you know, the public TV yeah. station should have at least all the candidates. Yeah, but you're not allowed uh, to vote until you watch all, all videos by all candidates. One minute. Well, later. I wouldn't say that, but you <laughs> know. I, I think that that they Imagine should that's have a voting booth that it plays the video. You can, you can't hit vote until you till you watch them all. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I don't think that that's that's a terrible. <laughs> <laughs> each they would uh, they would play each, ads before that. <laughs> What's that? They would play ads before you can. Yeah, vote. right. Sponsored <laughs> by Cake Wallet. <laughs> Dude, you, I mean, you're. you're you're spot on with your comments. I wish he was. Uh, you wish he was here to push back. Yeah. But I mean, well, it, you know, really, I mean, the I, answer it's is not, it's an education. It's an education issue. Exactly. Need to be it is, and I, I'm just saying that that it would be. I mean, it's already difficult enough to get people out to vote. Period. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. and now you're going to add extra rules to it. They're definitely that <laughs> people won't know. It's like, oh, oh, now I got to take a test. That's what it looks like <laughs> when you first look at it. It's like, mm, yeah, now I got to take yeah, a test. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Multiple I, think, choice I, know, I, I have to see how the car i think they simplify like i don't know but i hear you and it's so sad though right like we had we have to make it so simple that you know i don't know do, do we want people what? voting that can't figure it out like, <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah i understand but you know like um, you should know what you're you might doing. disagree like, we don't want to be giving I, I want as many people as possible to vote but not if they don't realize even what they're like doing in the like that's that's yeah. not that's not helping democracy i don't i don't no, know i agree <laughs> but, you know, people, it, I mean, it, it, homework. we need we need we need educated voters well i i agree but yeah. how do you educate them that's yeah. the thing and and would they even go for it most people aren't very good citizens anyway so you know the we we dropped the civics classes in in school, so now we don't have that kind of education anymore. I mean, you have to, you have to pass a test to to drive, right? Like, why, why don't you? Maybe there should be some basic criteria that you need before you're allowed. To, this is a very controversial topic. Well, you know, when I was going to school, we learned all that in like elementary and you know middle and high school. You know, th- those years is when we learned how to how our voting system works, how our government works and all that. I don't think no. they get those uh, classes anymore. You know, 
yeah 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 it's like sad so. really we have we have people immigrating to america that knows more about our government than we do right and most citizens that grew up here do in, in you know? ancient greece everybody had to vote right it was like mandated wasn't it like essentially yeah i think so i've heard that before yeah we have a oh we have a fungible hey man Popped in. yeah hi guys i saw that you had some questions so i just was following oh, yeah, great, on the lookout great job man so so there's a lot going on in terms of price, especially on the macro level. Dude, I, I can't figure it out. <laughs> I feel like there's so many different opinions right now on where the economy is headed. Ultimately, what you think it's it's recession for U.S., like pretty much uh, guaranteed? Well, that's what everybody's talking about. That's what everybody's talking about. And uh, yeah, we have to we have to look at the data. We have to look at the numbers. I but think, like, how, how does the Fed get itself out of this? Like, we, we've, we, have, when have we been in this scenario where we're going into a recession and we can't lower interest rates? Has that has that well uh, interest a rates, comparison? Well, we had had this. This is not the first time the inflation is this high. It's happened in history. In fact, if it dates back, it dates back to 1970s, where really we had a uh, really high inflation. And they had to increase the interest rates. So at some point, it will be at a time where we were entering a recession, right? And like we, we, they just don't have the ability to turn on the spigot, which is normally what's needed to, right? Yeah, that's that's true. So it's just going to be a fine balance between, you know, that's what they're doing. The in, the inflation goes up, they increase the interest rates because there is nothing much they can do that way. Mm-hmm. This is the only thing, and they can wait and watch. So yeah, it's we don't know, but. From the data, it looks like that's the best thing they can do. Well, it's going to be interesting. I mean, what what are the odds that we we go below? We find a new low for Bitcoin. What are you thinking at this point? I mean, if you if you look at the how the uh, the whole crypto ecosystem is behaving, people are the new people are looking for entry point. So once it goes any anywhere below twenty thousand, uh, we're going to get some kind of FOMO crowd in. So how, how low it goes again? I think I'm sticking to uh, something like fifteen thousand, sixteen thousand. That's the that's the lowest I could think of. Probably it can go below that, but again, it, it should be short-lived in my opinion. And, and really, the macro is what's going to control Bitcoin at this point, right? It's like completely tethered to that, right? Yes, uh, it's going to control, but it, when the recovery happens, I think uh, crypto, Bitcoin, etc., it's going to be the first one to recover back. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a you know it's it's a growing yeah. ecosystem, uh, yeah. And uh, stocks are probably boring. People are realizing that this is probably a best way to lose money fast and also gain money fast. So <laughs> it's more psychological, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Individual A, what's going on? Thanks, A Fungible. Uh, yeah, hi there. Now that I see that A Fungible is online, uh, I just had to jump on on the show and, and uh, because I have a specific question. In, in your price report, you had... Um, you had the, the volume and, and it was determined by all those centralized exchanges and everything. Well, the, the question is, we always promote not to use centralized exchanges. If we get to the point that we trade peer-to-peer over local Monero or similar things or, or decentralized uh, liquidity provided pools and everything, how do we get... How do we get a, a grasp on the volume? How do we get? Uh, how can we determine the price? Because prices uh, we see online are always uh, like on, on Coin uh, Gecko or, or Coin Market. These are generated by by centralized exchanges. 
So how do we get uh, away from that? And, and is it even possible? What is your... Well, I think, I think you're right. I agree with you on that. Right now we have the, you know, volumes. E easily we can get that from the centralized uh, CoinGeek or CoinMarketCap. That's what we have at hand. I don't know how to get the volumes from decentralized. Uh, surely there will be a, a way to extract that data to some, you know... You can uh, just go to, to Thought chain dot swap i think and they have volume of like some few millions you can just look it up i'm sure they have an api yeah exactly the api part i think that it'll be nice for uh you know somebody to gather all these apis and gather all the volumes so we can have something like coingecko decentralized.com or something and somebody can list all the volumes from decentralized exchanges so yeah api can be a, a good way to but i've never done that Good question. Individual A, anything else? Uh, what, what else is? Hi, everybody. <laughs> I love your show. Today, I just <laughs> wanted to watch. I just wanted okay. to watch. And then I saw a, a fungible coming on. And just now, when the price report was running, I, I, this question popped up in my mind. Night, so, nightmare. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm just reading comments here. Nightmare uh, saying he, lo he loves bear markets. <laughs> yeah. I love bear markets so, do so I, much. Actually. And it hasn't even begun yet. Yeah, so yeah, wow. he's, he's, he's like, we were in the same situation, 2001 and eight. He, BTC is going back to 8K, XMR to $40. Ooh. Whoa. I don't know, man. Jeez. Jeez. Would, would be fun, though. I, th I think you just want you just want Why? to accumulate some Monero, man. You're, you're yeah. hoping for a cheap price. <laughs> See, yeah, let me say bad. this. People who, ha who are sitting really on cash, they really love the bear markets. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I got I got some. I'm looking to buy some cheap Monero. That, that, are you really? But, you know, that that's why it's not probably not going to go down, though. There's a lot of people that are, have this sentiment. So I think there is a decent floor there, right? What do you, what do you think, Fungible? Or individually. Well, I'm not really looking for forty dollars at the moment. <laughs> the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, not for like it's a little too. Sure. Hey, you but know. I, I mean, I'm uh, the 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 lowest I'm looking for is something like eighty dollars because one twenty dollars was not really holding up too well. It was, mm -hmm. you know, that was only holding up because of the entire market. But I would like to see the entire crypto market crash down, and Monero find its own level. I think that'll be the level. But I think I'm sticking to something like. Uh, One twenty dollars for now. And Monero hit some new all-time highs in transaction count, right? Yeah, I'm not yeah, really counting was, on that. Yeah, it was just this week they hit a new all-time high. Yeah, because yeah. today it was twenty-eight thousand back again. So uh, you know you have to see the average of the weekly average rather than like <laughs> it's exciting, it's fun. But, right. Uh, well, my point is that uh, it's always good to have a good balance between crypto holdings and have some. I call it dry powder at the side, some some uh, cash you can use when when the dip is coming. And then uh, the only question is, when do you pull the trigger? When when uh, when is uh, the point where you have to buy? And uh, the others, uh, the other way around is uh, just important. Take your, your gains, you know. When, when it goes up, don't try to time the market and, and wait all the way to the peak. On the way, you know, dollar cost average in and out. That's that's uh, my, my take on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Poland has a question. Poland, what's up? Hey, I have tried to some mine of Monero by last month, trying to different pool. And I have question about the dominating pool called MineXML.com, which have around 40% of the hash power. So my question is that uh, is still decentralized? Uh, mining of the monero 
about this situation? Did you still disanalyze? Are you concerned that, that one, one pool is gaining too much mining hash power? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. A MB, you got any comments on that or anybody want to? Hell yeah. So other than with Bitcoin, Monero miners are obviously people who have like one PC they're mining on. There's not many farms. It's like two guys on YouTube who have like a rack full of uh, Ryzen's. But there's no big mining corporations, unlike with Bitcoin. In Bitcoin, a pool is mostly maintained by one company. If one pool had 40% of the hash rate, it's probably one company who had that much hash rate. But in Monero, it's like, I think it's 14,000 different miners on MineXMR. And they could all change within minutes if they wanted to. So if the pool does go malicious, it would obviously be very noticeable because they would have to drop out of the network to mine a side chain first for a 51% attack. Mm. So you would see that the Monero hash rate rapidly drops off. Then another chain gets published sometime later. So it would be very obvious and you could easily swap pools. Other than that, it also wouldn't actually be that bad because there's not many places you could actually make a big profit out of doing a 51% attack. So if you have the power to control that, it's probably a worse idea to throw it away on a 51% attack than to just profit off the like fees and other stuff. It's the same reasoning as for why botnets wouldn't try to attack the Monero network because they can just mine. They get passive income. They they wouldn't want to destroy that. Awesome, man. And, and about, the, the about P2 pool. Wait, hold on, hold on, Paul. One second. Hold, hold on. How about P2 pool? Isn't there some hope there with it essentially preventing? Oh, yeah. If, if P2 pool should ever get more than 50% of the hash rate, Monero essentially becomes, they can't 51% attack it anymore once P2 pool has the majority of hash rate is p2 pool it's continuing to see some some growth right uh, it's accelerating in its growth maybe one thing what i want to say is like i agree with uh mb i think money right yes i think even if uh, my next mark gets something like 51 percent or even 60 or 70 percent i wouldn't be too much worried because it will be noticeable on chain the double spend i think they they want to keep making passive income in the future so they will be boycotted or something happens so I'm not too much worried about, about that. And as per the P2 pool growth, I think the growth is happening, but it's very organic. So for it to reach 50%, I think it take quite some time. Yeah, it's not growing that much in terms of hash rate, but it's also very hidden away, even though it's in the Monero GUI, it's quite hidden away in the advanced tab under mining somewhere. So, but there's also been pull request i think to have it move to simple mode so you could mine to p2pool from simple mode without having to download the whole blockchain mm, that will be big yeah well what and, else do you think is the holdup? i mean because economically it makes sense like all the incentives are there to, to just use p2pool so why, why it's just laziness or just, or just friction and starting it up i think uh, Probably. One, <laughs> one thing one thing uh, which i find irresponsible from mine xmr they have the le uh, the the lever where they can adjust the the fees. If they would raise their fees, people would go off their pool, you know, because they pay 
too much fees for whatever in other pools you get uh, less uh, fees so they actually could influence it i think they they have risen it uh, by i think uh, point something percent points you know That's so I, I think uh, this is uh, from their part it's responsible we have the organic growth on on p2 pool i think if it moves to simple mode we will uh, this will go faster and i think this is the right way as well and also one thing i notice is that the website of p2 pool is i mean it's 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 not very presentable so i think that is <laughs> some work they can do there if i remember seeing it last time a fungible always always a straight shooter <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, anybody else want to comment? This was a this was a marathon show. Yes, it was a lot of information. Sorry for uh, the uh, technical the difficulties with, yeah. with the stream. I I have a second question. Go for it. So the Monero is uh, like privacy tool. So to use Monero, we should have something which I compare to Monero, like cake uh, wallet. Where you need mobile phone. For example, so which phones are recommended or software or ROMs for the Monero? More open source ROMs like Calyx or Graphene or something like that with privacy focused? I think the, the right answer is uh, it depends on your, your threat scenario, depends on your needs, What how much privacy do you need. I mean, it's it's great that uh, Monero.com, the cake wallet, runs on iOS, runs on Android, so it's accessible for the, the majority, right? Very few people need uh, so much privacy that uh, they even stay away from Android systems and, and choose other systems like Graphene, Open uh, OS, and stuff like that. So it's it's actually a question of uh, how much privacy do you need, I would say. Yeah, for safety, you should also consider that you shouldn't store your life savings in like a mobile wallet. Maybe True. get a hardware wallet for that or just paper wallet, even though those are less usable. True. It's, it's, uh, it's a wallet. It's uh, put as much cash in it as you would carry cash around when you go to a certain uh, occasion. If, if I, you know, if I'm on a two-week holiday, I take a little bit more. And if I go to a party, then I don't take so much cash because I don't want to spend all of them or yeah, lose it or lose it. General, general consensus is that mobile phones are a privacy nightmare and it doesn't really matter if you put Graphene OS on it. You should still don't put your life savings on a mobile wallet. All right. All right, guys. Anybody else want uh, any last comments before we close it out? Well, I would have loved to join the political uh, discussion about uh, the voting and everything, but uh, it's too much politics. So <laughs> maybe maybe in another show. Another maybe day. We'll, we'll, yeah, another topic. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely have him back on again. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure they're going right? to. But uh, I like I like the, the rank your vote thing. It's a great idea. So, yes, it is an educational problem. Democracy only works with, uh, with a population which is uh, educated and has the resources to get the information they need to get a, to make a good decision to sum it up. All right. Anybody else? How how about representing value of Monero bio resources? Meaning that one Monero is have value equivalent to one barrel of oil. I mean, we kind of have that with Mon Monero is equivalent to a certain amount of electricity. 
Yes, this is because dollars or any fiat money can be printed and inflated because of the world debt. So if Fed uh, print another ten trillion dollars, that's meaning the one hundred of Monero will be worth it. What exactly? Yeah. The, the thing is that dollars or, or fiat, euros or whatever currency you're using in your country is the unit of account uh, for your for your reality. This is you, you calculate in euros and dollars and everything. So <laughs> it would be nice to get uh, uh, to a place where we say, okay, how much do I pay in Monero for a, a bottle of milk? But uh, we will not get there so fast, and and uh, it's uh, it's far off. To to tie to other assets like oil or like electricity. It's the same with gold. How much uh, does it cost to mine and process one ounce of gold? Is that the realistic price which we see on the market? Is it too low? Is it too high? What is the environmental effect on it and the cost there? A lot of questions go in there. So in an ideal world, if I if I want to dream, if I'm in Monerotopia, then Monero would be the unit of account and everything we value against Monero. But uh, we have a long way. Start seeing the world in Monero. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to make Monero your yardstick for everything. Exactly. Oh, it, it's, it all depends it, on your yardstick. Like, so what you see is more and more important, or what you see is uh, that you measure everything else by. You know. Yep, one hundred percent. All right, guys, this right, is guys, a yeah. great conversation. We're gonna, we're gonna. We're gonna close it out it's yeah. getting a little hot over here yeah. you know the, the world is on fire guys we're waiting on biden to pass some executive order to, to save us all okay, from enough. global warming <laughs> all right Anywho, we're, we're, we're gonna we're close, gonna it, close out. it out thank, thank you, you so much everybody this was a great show everybody that came on really appreciate it a fungible thanks as always for doing uh the price report we'll post that separately guys Same yeah tony thanks for the new segment we're very excited sorry that we messed it up on our end and we didn't properly display it despite all your efforts we'll we'll get better at that but thanks guys yeah just uh this week keep an eye we're going to be posting a ton of yeah, content got, from got, freedom, yeah. freedom fest yeah one yeah. one at a time but awesome. sure thank you guys all right all thanks right. for having us great show thank have a good you. one guys have a good weekend Cheers. guys see you next oh, week goodbye bye-bye take care guys later really like thank the you for nightmare us says on this week's Neurotopia episode We stream live shows every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern. You can find and subscribe to our show on YouTube and Odyssey or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter or join us in the Monerotopia Telegram group. See you all next week.